Welcome to Grow and Grace Podcast, where we want to encourage you to think deeply about God so that you can know Him and love Him better. Join us as we strive to grow in grace together. Welcome to the Grow and Grace Podcast. We are your hosts, Shanna and Kristen, and we are looking forward to today's conversation with one of Kristen's favorite attributes of God. Kristen, how are you? It's late. Tired. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I'm really tired. It's really late. Like our, um, our schedules just did not line up for us to be able to record this at a semi-decent hour. I mean, I feel like yeah. we always do record these later because, you know, we wait till your kids are in bed, that kind of stuff. Life. But, um, we're currently starting this at on Eastern standard time, it's 11 21 PM. Um, and you know, we, we talk a lot, so you have coffee going over there I have coffee in order to make it through this one. So, um, but it'll be, it'll be good. And it's like one of your favorite topics. Exactly. Once we get into it, you'll be like, Oh, I didn't even know she was tired. Like she's talking a mile a minute. It's because this is one of my favorite topics to talk about, especially when it comes to, um, God's attributes. What have you been up to? Well, I feel like we just talked really, because we're having to record earlier because I'm actually heading out of town with my family, um, this coming weekend, but, um, we celebrated our 12th anniversary. And so we got a sweet babysitter um, to come hang out with our kids. And we went to a movie And then we had, you know, Mother's Day on Sunday. And so after church, my kids spoiled me with like the sweetest little cards that they made. And we went to lunch and I got to take a glorious like two hour nap, which is what every mom wants on Mother's Day. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And then we ordered donuts at like 10 p.m. Like, yeah, it was it was quite I lived that day up. It was quite wonderful. Yes. It was wonderful. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's just kind of, we're trying to finish school up over here. You know, mommy's done. Yeah. Kids how are many, done. How, how many more weeks do you have of school? I think we, I think two, probably. I think yeah. we have two weeks left and you know, then calling it for the summer. We're calling it for the summer. <laughs> I'm sure they are just as ready as mom is oh, for oh, school to be done. That's the truth. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's happening. What's happening with you friend? I mean, obviously Mother's Day, I got to see my mom and hang out with my mom most of the day. We spent it at the ball fields because my nephew had tournaments. So I went to his game on Saturday and it was freezing cold. I'm telling you freezing cold, way too cold for it to have been May. On it was like Saturday? 55 degrees on Saturday. It, it was, was like so 99 cold. here. <laughs> Um, great. It was 55 and I was at the ball field. Um, but then Saturday or Sunday ended up being beautiful and we went, Mm. um, and watched his championship game. And then this week has been pretty, pretty chill. I mean, tonight I actually finally got my, um, I was installing some raised beds, some new raised beds for my garden. So I got those installed and I got all of my, um, plants planted. So everything I bought them like two weeks ago and I finally got them in the ground. So yeah, it was a productive, 
evening. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, pr- I'm needing you to come visit me again so you can help me with my plants. So we can go. Cause I think the last time I was there, didn't we go to the nursery and we picked we out went to the nursery and, and picked out flowers. And then you like repotted mine for I me. Did. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I say, I save it all for when you come, because then you're not getting like my last minute, like my FaceTime calls. Kristen, <laughs> how do, how I, do, how I, do I, I keep this alive? How do I, how do I not alive? kill this? How much sun does this thing need? <laughs> succulent, Shanna, buy succulents. Succulents, they need all the sun and can withstand and very little care. No water. <laughs> you ignore them and they love That's it. Fine. Well, we have had a pretty big week here um, of Growing Grace podcast because we got our website live. Yay. Isn't yeah. it beautiful? Oh, so beautiful. I, I keep showing people and I'm like, this is better than anything I could ever imagine yes. to have done. Like I, there's full transparency. Shannon and I did not do a thing for this website no. other than give like some of the content and pictures and what we wanted it to look like. We had yes. an amazing person yes. that built it for us and RFP family, Mark. RFP yes, we are so, it is so great. Um, and so it is uh, www.growingracepodcast.com. And we are going to do our best. You can go there and listen to the podcast. You can go there and we will have resources with like some of our favorite books and things that have helped us with our journey uh, as we were coming to know and love God more. And we also have a special place for you to go and contact us. And we would absolutely love to, for you to share your story or share maybe what the Lord is showing you through this. We've got quite a few messages on social media where people were like, this is, I need to remember God's attributes during this time in my life, or, Hey, I have just left the church that I grew up in. And now I'm so confused. And this has really helped me know and love God and try to get into the word myself. And which is incredibly encouraging for us. And that's exactly what we like. That is the goal of our podcast, right? That is the goal. And so this is just an easy place that you can go and you can contact us there. And, um, we will absolutely get back to you and we just love to hear kind of what the Lord is doing, but also it's a really pretty website. So yeah. So go, go hang out on it. the website and look go. at it and look at all the pretty pictures and everything and the amazingness that he did. So exactly. I love it. Well, friend, you ready to get into this? I am so ready to get into this. I'm also okay. really glad like we record this on zoom. And so we do have like a video portion of this, but we will probably never release these because one it's nope. Again, 1130 at night and I'm looking pretty rough, but also I forget that the camera is on. So I do some really weird things. So but you just caught me in the middle of one with my like hands all the way up and it was. You're yawning. It's fine. Um, yeah. Oh, one more thing, friend, that we did not say is we have a special guest that will be coming. We will be interviewing soon. And it's a, a sweet uh, friend of mine. Her name is Elizabeth Woodson, and she's a Bible teacher and author. And her heart and passion is equipping believers to understand uh, rich theological truth in scripture. And uh, she wrote a book. I mentioned it last week. It's called um, Embrace Your Life How to Find Joy when the life you have is not the life you hoped for. And it is just a beautiful book. We are going to have her on to talk about one of the things I'm most excited about, I think, um, and it's lament 
I don't think the church does a good job um, teaching about lament and we see it all through scripture. And um, so we, that is coming uh, very soon. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. So, um, and which will also point back to today's attribute that we're talking about, which is the goodness of God. So when we talk about the goodness of God, I think it's really easy for us to just say, God is good. Kristen, God is good, right? All the time. God is good. All the time. God is good, right? That's Yes, that's the thing. (laughs) But we need to be able to define it because I think when we define it, it puts a little language behind that word. And so when we are defining um, God is good, he is what is best and he gives what is best. And sometimes (laughs) we can think, yes, I believe God's good. But then we're like, okay, so if he gives what is best, what I'm walking through right now, this season of life, is that his best for me right now? And that hits a little differently. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're going to talk about that. So Kristen, why don't you start us off and just kind of define a little more in depth um, what we mean when we say like God is good. Yeah. Oh, friends. As Shanna said, I love, I love to talk about God's goodness and I, I, it hits home so much for me um, because I really wrestled with it. And I think had in the time of wrestling it, had you ask me, is God good? I would have absolutely said yes, without a doubt, God is good. Um, But again, I know we keep going back to it, but the way we live out in our daily life and the actions that we have they really tell us what we truly are believing about God. Like mm-hmm. they are going to be a true litmus test of what we are actually believing about God. Not what we say we believe, but what we actually believe. Um, and the way that I was interacting with just some struggles in life with singleness, you know, hitting, and I can say it was like late twenties, really when it, I really started struggling with it of still being single and saying, God, you cannot be good in this. Like this cannot be good. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I don't see your goodness in this. Um, And that's why this hits home so well, so much is because I wrestled through it and I constantly have to remind myself just because I wrestled through it once doesn't mean that I'm not continuously having to remind myself. Mm -hmm. But um, some of the truths that I learned through that is that um, God's divine goodness is an overflowing bounty of a God who receives nothing and lacks nothing. And he communicates that blessing to his creation and to his creatures. Mm. Um, It is the opposite of a harshness and cruelty, right? So that is what good, um, we only know good things because God is good, right? Um, Even in our world outside of Christianity, you, in order to know what is evil, you have to know what is good. Good is what sets that standard, correct? It encompasses several of God's moral attributes, um, his goodness towards those in misery we call mercy, right? So like Mm -hmm. kind of those go hand in hand, Um, his goodness to forbear with those deserving judgment we call patience. So God is patient. We always say that he is incredibly patient because he keeps back judgment Um, and that is his patience and that is his goodness displayed. Mm -hmm his goodness to those who are guilty, we call grace. Um, God's goodness is necessary. It's not only what he does, but who he is. He is good. Um, Mm. It is necessary, but his will to communicate that goodness 
to others is voluntary. So he doesn't have to communicate that goodness to others. It was necessary that whatever God would create would be good, but it was not necessary that God create in the first place. So when he created, it was necessary that that had to be good because God is good, but he didn't actually have to create in the first place. And that is his goodness being voluntary. We said that last week, right? Yeah. It was not an overflow of his love that he created to begin with. Yeah. And that is a, that is a good God. Um, I love that verse that as you're talking, it's, you know, in James where it says every good and perfect gift comes from above from the father of light. So when we think of everything that is good, whether it's food or marriage or, Hey, our 18 year friendship, you know, our <laughs> health and work and rest, praise God for rest. <laughs> it's all good because God's good. And I think that Um, we were talking earlier, I told you this hit me really hard that his goodness is distributed according to grace, not according to merit. If it was according to merit, we would get nothing. And I think as a perfectionist, someone who is striving to be perfect all the time or pretend to be perfect all the time to think that, you know, I think a lot of times when we, we mentioned this in the last episode too, that when there could be a sickness in the family or something bad is happening and you're looking at it as like, oh, I didn't hit the mark and he's not pleased with me, which makes it seem that God could change, right? Like that, his, right. that he, he's, he's unchanging. That's one of his attributes. Um, and I think for me, for my personality, that is so helpful that it's just his grace. His goodness is just given to us as grace and it's nothing earned because nothing that we earn because we couldn't earn it. We could not earn his goodness or his grace. That's right. Um, the fact that God is good again means that he has no evil in him. Right. Uh, we, I said earlier and we said earlier that in order to know what evil is, you have to have good and evil is that absence of good, but that means his intentions and motivations are always good always does what is right. And the outcome of his plan is always good. Psalm 119.68 is one of my favorite verses, (laughs) but it is simply says you are good and you do what is good. And that is such a, like, seems like such a simple statement, but so profound that he is good and he does what is good. And I think you don't have to really go far in scripture to see that. This, no, like, not at before all. you encounter the goodness of God, like the very first chapter of Genesis introduces to us a good God from whom all things flow. Right. Yeah. Like he made and created and it, he kept, it was good. It was it good. good. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah. You know, uh, the goodness of God is on display throughout the entire Bible. Um, it's his goodness in the creation in Genesis. And then it's in the new creation and revelation, right? From, From beginning, beginning to, end. to end, alpha to omega, he <laughs> is good. We see like in Exodus where God tells Moses that he will make all his goodness pass before him. Mm-hmm. And then he also in, in Exodus 34, God tells us who he is. And he included in that description that he is abounding in goodness and truth. And isn't that one of the first times that God says, uh, like, this is who I am. 
Yeah. It's like one of the first times that we see where God is like describing who he is and he call and he, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things. He says mm-hmm. that he's compassionate and gracious, slow to anger. And, mm-hmm. um, it within that is that he is abounding in goodness and truth. Some, uh, versions will translate that to steadfast love, faithful love, yeah. kind of all encompassing there, but yeah. that he is abounding in goodness and truth. Like mm-hmm. that's, overflowing in goodness and truth. Right. And I think that when, when I think of this, so like I I said earlier, I'm so excited to have Elizabeth come talk about lament. Um, cause I think a lot of times we think of the Psalms when we think of lament and David Mm -hmm. is lamenting the things that he, that he, that it's going on in his life, you know? And then he also, on the other hand of that, all in the Psalms, you just see praises to how good God is. So, um, Yeah. It's like when you talk about the Psalms or like, do you ever think about the Psalms when you were talking about this or? Yeah, absolutely. And I always am notorious. If anyone talks to me for any length of time about the Bible, I always say like, I do struggle with the Psalms because they are so emotional and I am not an emotional person. Um, (laughs) so I'm like, ah, they're so emotional. They're so flowery. We've had this conversation actually. We have, have. I truly have always historically struggled with the Psalms um, for that. Get it together, David, get it together. I'm like, David, come on. But (laughs) as we were preparing for this, I truly had to hold back how many verses I wrote out because I was, I was like, I could just spend 25 minutes reading Psalms (laughs) that talk about God's goodness. Um, and so I jotted down a few of them, but they're, the Psalms are, they're filled with declarations of God's goodness, right? He, um, in Psalm 25, eight, he says, good and upright is the Lord. Psalm 27, 13. I'm certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Um, one through seven, I will speak of your splendor and glorious majesty and your wondrous works. They will proclaim the power of your awe-inspiring acts, and I will declare your greatness. They will give a testimony of your great goodness, and I will joyfully, and will joyfully sing of your righteousness. Um, And I literally could continue going on and on Mm -hmm. and on. But one of the things we have to remember is that so many of these Psalms where we see that God's goodness is proclaimed were penned by King David. And we have to think of the trial and tribulations that David endured. And yet he was still convinced of God's goodness towards him and towards all of creation. We are in our small group. We're working through um, the whole of scripture, but we are in the, we just finished up David and are going into the story of Solomon and just talking through about like the persecution that David endured. Um, Mm -hmm with Saul and just all throughout his life and his enemies that were actively trying to destroy him and kill him. And yet he could still look back and say that God is good. Mm -hmm. I don't know if put in that same situation, if I would be able to say the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. We, um, I think that when our church was going through, we went through first and second Samuel, um, in our Bible study. And I was struck by that same exact thing. And then we did Psalms a little while after, and it is just, it is all over the pages of the things that David struggled with and, um, sins that he committed laments that he had, and then a redirect to, but, but I will praise you 
but I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And like, that is so encouraging. And that's just a little bit, like, I think the Bible in general, is just a testament to a good God. And the Bible is the story of the gospel, which literally means good news. So right. goodness is who God is. It's his essence. Um, and because it's who he is, there is nothing in him that's not good. And I think our minds, we, we think a lot of like um, wrath and justice and how like unfair things can be. Um, even his wrath and justice are good. You cannot separate his attributes. Um, the book of Romans calls us to behold the goodness and severity of God. So from our human understanding, these traits may seem in opposition of each other, but they are perfect, perfectly fit together in the person of God. Um, even his wrath is good and the people of God can rest in that goodness. And ultimately, I just think that, like we said earlier in Revelation and the new creation, um, ultimately we see God's goodness in his plan to redeem us from sin, right? right? He who knew no sin became sin like for us, like took it upon himself. And we, um, he had a plan to rescue his people and only a good God does that. Yeah. I think we can look around as well and see God's goodness around us. Um, the scriptures not only declare the goodness of God, but the world around us that we live in, uh, declares God's goodness, even through, you know, those common graces of the beauty of nature, um, the taste of food, doctors and medicine, you know, all of those things are common graces and goodness mm -hmm. shown throughout the world. It points us to God's goodness and kindness and to so many things that he didn't have to give to us, but he did. He chose to give it to us. Yeah. I, the, the food is the one that always gets me because mm. he very well did not have to either a make food taste good or give us taste buds, taste like, buds, man. That is. And I think, you know, with those that struggled with COVID that did lose their sense of smell and taste, it was a rude awakening, right? Of like, oh, wow, really this does that. not make food any fun. Yeah. Like I literally am just eating to have strength. Yeah. <laughs> not because it's good. not to enjoy it. Exactly. And um, I think, you know, no matter what we feel, the truth is that God's goodness has been apparent since the very beginning. So he formed and shaped and painted and sculpted the world um, and its creatures into being. And so his goodness is in like everything. Um, and I just keep going back to that. God saw all that he made and it was good. And, you know, like when Adam and Eve chose to sin, their sin infected the goodness of all that God made. Right. So um, there are still good things in this world around us, but the world is no longer a perfect reflection of God's goodness. And um, in Romans eight, Paul says that the world is bondage to corruption. So this corruption is evidence of the broken world. And like, I mean, Kristen, we, we just see this happen all around us right now, whether it's like deadly storms or natural disasters or cancer, my goodness, my family, right. we've, we've lost six, seven people in the last two years to cancer close, like grandparents and yeah. parents, yeah. close people and sicknesses and diseases. None of that was part of God's good design from the beginning, right? Car accidents and drownings and murders, abuse, divorce, 
broken relationships, that was not part of God's good design. So when sin entered the world, it broke the goodness of God's design. And sin absolutely breaks God's heart, but it did not affect God's goodness. And I think that's really important for us to be able to tease apart and separate because he has a plan and there's a good plan to get rid of what sin destroyed. Right. Sorry. I just preached for a second. It's fine. (laughs) You you did. It's, um, yeah, I think what you said there is that separating that those two, that sin breaks God's heart. And that was not his, his original design. But that sin does not affect him being good and his goodness, because as we'll discuss later on is God is unchanging. It Mm -hmm. cannot be changed. So therefore that sin cannot change who he is intrinsically and his goodness and his good plan of ridding this world of the effects of sin is that he is going to rid the universe of evil once and for all. He mm-hmm. is the God of justice and he'll one day make all things right. Sin and evil will be dealt with in perfect judgment. He's good because in order to do this, there had to be a sacrifice and he sent his son. He's good, Kristen. He's, he's good. And we see that like his goodness. So we've talked about like mm-hmm. his goodness in scripture, that how we see his goodness through scripture. We talked about how we see God's goodness around us, um, not only in creation, but also in how he's uh, the promises that we have that ultimately he is going to deal with sin and evil. Um, but we also see God's goodness to his people, right? Yeah. We see how God is good to each and every one of us. He provides for his children. Matthew tells us that, um, and we have, if we were to sit here and read all the scripture that we have written down again, yeah. this would be an hour and a half long podcast. Um, so we, when we mention, you know, where it's at, we're not reading all of these scriptures, yes. <laughs> um, but his goodness provides security when we don't under his understand his plan, right? Romans eight twenty eight. Mm-hmm. when we're discouraged by our sin, we cling to the goodness of God who is making us into his image day by day. Let's talk about that for a second. I think one of, one of my favorite things that, um, a friend, a friend kept reminding me for a long time when I was kind of going through this and I was struggling with this is we tend to look at repentance in a negative light often because it's a, we're repenting from sin. We're doing something. We were doing something sinful and we're having to repent. And so we look at it negatively when scripture does not paint that at all. Like it's his kindness that leads to repentance. That's what Romans tells us. His goodness leads to repentance. That leads to our sanctification day by day. Right? Like it's a good thing. Repentance is a good thing. Um, and I, I, I think that at least for me growing up, it was like, oh, you need to repent of that. It was kind of, it was a super right. negative thing. And I'm a, like, yeah, stop judging negative. me. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, let's celebrate this. Like it's God's kindness that leads to repentance and, um, making us more into his image. That's a really beautiful, really beautiful statement. Um, I think something else that's really hard for us to do is like when other people are, harmful to us or, and we've all had that, right? People are mean or 
bad and harmful to us. Um, I think sometimes it's really easy that we want to take that kind of on ourselves and, uh, but we can rest secure in God's goodness that he's always good. Yeah. And, um, that vengeance is his says the Lord, you know, and I think that's really comforting too. Um, Kristen, what would you say? Like, what do we do with our circumstances when we don't feel like God is good though? Like when we struggle with that, um, you and I have had many conversations about this where I know it in my head, but I'm not feeling it right now. I'm not feeling that he's good right now. Can you talk a little bit about that? Can I talk? Yes. Um, (laughs) yeah, like you said, we have talked about this many, many times of it just doesn't feel like God is good in this situation. And that's why we, we go back to write our feelings are not truth. (laughs) That's right. They cannot be trusted. They cannot be trusted because they are fluid. Um, Mm -hmm. and our situation and our circumstances can definitely, um, change those and affect the way we feel. Mm -hmm. But what doesn't change is who God is. And that's why we wanted to dive into the attributes of God and really discover who God is. So when those questions come up, when like the weight of sin and evil clouds our view of who he really is, Mm -hmm. we have to ask ourselves, do our circumstances change the character of God? Mm -hmm. Do we believe they have the ability to change an unchanging God, right? Like those are hard Mm -hmm. questions that we have to grapple with. If the answer to those two questions is no, then we just have to keep going back to what we know to be true about God. And that is that he is good. Mm. Um, I have a hard time (laughs) accepting that suffering can be an expression of goodness, but Mm. Um, one of my favorite, um, explanations of this whole thing, and y'all know I am not a parent, but I have many children in my life and people who have children. And I have seen, um, I just have a lot of exposure to parenting, even though I am not a parent myself, but if you are a parent, you know, that some things that your children perceive as suffering and might very well be suffering is often done for their good. So if you think about um, giving your child really gross tasting medicine because they're sick, right? That is for Mm -hmm. their good. Yeah. Um, Is that suffering? Yeah. That thing that, again, we said taste is a uh, grin, a goodness Mm -hmm. and a common grace of God. If it tastes awful, yeah, that is a version of suffering in their world. Um, Removing a splinter, right? There's a little bit of a season of pain in order to, you know, ultimately be good and right. Um, and have that splinter removed. One of my favorite, um, explanations of this or illustrations that one of my pastors uses is this glowing red orb is what he calls it. And he tells the story about, um, holding his toddler in one arm and making eggs on the stove. And, um, it's an electric stove and could, uh, so it's, that glowing red orb is what he called it. And so it's that burner that is red and his toddler wanted nothing more than to touch the glowing red orb. And he, that he was convinced that that is what he wanted. And what did my pastor do? He would not let him touch the glowing red orb. And no matter how much he kicked and screamed and threw a tantrum, 
his father knew best Mm. and that that would lead him to pain and suffering. And so the momentary suffering that he was experiencing of having something kept away from him was nothing compared to what that suffering could be if he had let him touch that. And that illustration alone broke me. (laughs) I'm just sitting here like that is so powerful. So powerful. Because that is a loving father. Right. Looking out for his children. And that is what we have in God. That is exactly what we have. That's good, Kristen. It is. I'm telling you when, when I heard that for the first time and he uses it often, Mm -hmm. just a constant reminder of that, of, I am that child that is kicking and screaming and throwing the tantrum because I want something that I feel is being held back from me. Yeah. And we can even go back to what our definition is, right? That God is good and he gives what is good. He is not his, it is not in his nature to hold back something that is good for us. Yeah. No, I'm just letting even this sit if, there for a second. Cause that's I know good. even if our desire is for something that is good. And that is again, what I have had to grapple with is, is, you know, again, with me still being single, is marriage mm-hmm. a good thing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. I don't think anyone would ever say that no marriage is bad. It is a good thing to desire, but for whatever reason, God and his sovereignty and in his goodness has chosen that at this moment, I am single, that marriage is not good for me, that that is not his best for me, Mm -hmm. that where I am at right now is absolutely his best. And again, I think that's why I'm so passionate about talking about God's goodness is because if I don't believe that God is good, then I like, what, what's the purpose of this? Right. Like I start asking like, well, then why, then, then why, like if, if he's not good, if I, if I waver on that, then I'm wavering on a whole lot of other things in my life. And, um, I'm believing a whole lot of other untruths about, who God is. And can um, we, can we just talk for a second? Um, cause I feel like I've walked this with you. Um, and you've imp- seen me in my highs and in my lows. Yeah. And I think the importance of community, mm-hmm. um, is really important. Cause I mean, if we're being very honest, I feel like you're being very vulnerable right now. Like if we're being very honest, there are times when I, I have to remind you, like, it's not that you've forgotten, oh, yeah. but no. you don't feel it because it's right. our feelings. And so it is like, if I could just encourage anyone right now, it is to get those people in your life. And sometimes that's really hard to let people in. Right. But just (laughs) to say, Hey, like when life is hard, Hey, Kristen, do you, do you think that God is good? He can only do good. And that this is his best for you right now. And it's okay to lament that it's hard. Like it's, he wants that he, oh, I cannot wait to talk about this, but he (laughs) wants that he wants his children. Like what parent does not want their children to come to them when things are hard, you know, that's what he wants. Um, but that his character is always looking out for what is best for you because that's what, that's what he is. That's what it's best is. That's what he can't not do those things. He can't not be good. He can not be good. I think one of my favorite quotes also in regards to this Spurgeon says that God is too good to be unkind. 
He is too wise to be mistaken. And when we cannot trace his hand, we must trust his heart. And we trust his heart by knowing it. (laughs) If you don't know God, if you don't take the time to study and know who he is, it's really hard to trust his heart. Yeah. Because you don't know it. Yeah. Again, going back to Psalms, Psalm says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's good. It's all over, right? It's all All over over the Bible. I think when we were talking about these attributes and last week we talked about um, some incommunicable attributes. And so goodness is a communicable attribute. It is a way that we, God is good. It's who he is. Um, But it's also something that we can reflect to others. So goodness is a way um, that we are called to be like God. We are called to be good. And I think that, you know, God's goodness should lead to gratitude and worship. Like, just like that thing that you, like that verse that you just said, um, our life should be one of tasting and seeing his goodness in every moment. Sometimes you're going to whisper those moments when they're really hard. And sometimes you're going to shout them from a mountaintop when life is really good, but that does not change his goodness. I think of, you know, some churches do it differently. When I was a kid, I think we did communion like twice a year, probably. But now at the church I'm at now, we do it weekly. And I love that because the simple act of participating in communion gives us a chance to taste, see, and remember his goodness to us, right? Um, and the goodness of God should compel us to do good and be good because he has made us into goodness through the imputed righteousness of his son. Like we are declared holy by God through faith in Jesus. There's nothing that we've done. It's nothing that we've done. God calls us good because Christ is good. And our lives are a process of sanctification and becoming who he's already declared us to be. Right. And we can just press on. That's encouraging. We can press on and not grow weary as the scripture says of doing good work because he's at work. Absolutely. I think it's really, if um, we could boil all of this, I don't even know how long we've been talking. Um, (laughs) If we could boil it down, I think there are some key questions that we can ask, especially when you're in the midst of struggling. I think that's always when we start questioning God. And you, you said something there that God's goodness does not change. Like we whisper it when we're really struggling and we're shouting it from the mountaintops when we're at the, when it's, you know, things are great. Mm -hmm. His goodness doesn't change like who he is and his goodness does not change in either of those instances. So, but usually when we're struggling is when we're questioning his goodness towards us. And I think there's a couple key questions that we can ask. And hopefully we have answered um, throughout these last 30 minutes is that, is God good? I think we've, I think we've said with a resounding, yes, like mm-hmm. scripture tells us that God is good. We've seen it all around us and, um, we see it in his ultimate plan that God is good. And then the next question is, is God good to me? Mm-hmm. And again, I think we can say with a resounding, yes, God is good to me. Um, so ultimately then, do I trust God to be God? 
that's, that's, that's where it comes down to, right. That we just have to trust Mm -hmm. God to be God and that he is a God that keeps his promises and that we just have to keep going back and reminding ourselves, if I believe that God is good, then I believe that I am, what I'm going through is his best for me and is going to conform me more into his image and ultimately glorify him. Ooh, friend. I mean, that was so good. (laughs) I actually wrote down um, these three questions and I I have it like sitting right here in my little homeschool area. Cause I mean, is God good? Is God good to me? If he's good, is he good to me? He might be good for you. Right. Is he good to to me? me? And do I trust God to be God? I mean, that's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to, right? Like sitting back and saying, God, I trust you to be God. That is so powerful. And I think this sets us up so well going forward, uh, learning about his nature and his character and his goodness. So when we will eventually come across some harder topics, we can refer back to, man, he's good. And he only does good. Right. So everything that we are going through, like he is still good. That's so encouraging. So encouraging. Who? I loved this conversation. You did it. <laughs> oh, I loved it as well. Yeah. So I think that this uh, goodness episode really sets us up for the one that we're going to cover next, which is his sovereignty. And I'm very certain that no one has any objections toward that <laughs> or anything to say about that. But uh, I'm really looking forward to having that conversation with you because we have talked about this often. And how comforting it is um, for us. And yeah, I feel like, I feel like sovereignty and goodness go hand in hand. I mean, all of them, again, we've said, and we will continue to say, you cannot divorce one attribute from the other, from who God is. Like you can't just lift one out, even though that's kind of how we're tackling this is we're lifting one to kind of really be able to dig into it, but you cannot take one and get rid of all the others. Right. Um, but God's goodness and God's sovereignty, I mean, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. I'm really excited about, um, getting to study and talk about his sovereignty. Um, yeah. and it'll, it'll be a good one for sure. It will. It'll be a great conversation. It always is a great conversation with you friend. It always is. Hey, we wanted to remind you guys again about checking out our website, growinggracepodcast.com. Check it out and see what Mark has done on that website. Also, while we're giving the plugs, um, all of our social medias can be found on there. Check us out and follow us on there. But we also wanted to ask for you guys to rate and review our podcast on Um, wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast. Um, I listen to it on Apple podcasts, but it just helps us be able to continue to get the word out. And, um, as people search it and are able to find it quicker, kind of moving on the charts and all of that stuff, not that we (laughs) are watching that, but, um, it really does help us. And we love hearing, um, especially some people have left some very kind reviews on there. Um, just, what they've been learning from each episode, which has been really cool. It's so encouraging. Also, another plug for on the website is at contact us form. 
always are welcome to reach out to us on different social media platforms as well. We just Mm -hmm. love hearing how God is using each of these um, episodes in your life and what he's teaching you, because we are constantly learning (laughs) Um, as we study and discuss this. I think we are having light bulbs come on. Um, I can see it in each other. (laughs) We're like, oh yeah. Like, oh wow. That was a major like light bulb moment for me. Um, so we'd love to hear how God is working in your life and using these episodes to help grow you. It's really good. Well, friend, it's great talking to you. It is good talking to you too. And until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Grow in Grace podcast. You can find us at growingracepodcast.com for links to all of our social medias, resources we suggest, and to listen to previous episodes. We hope you can join us next time as we strive together to grow in grace.